Welcome back to Planning Phase Syndicate. Thank you all for joining us for our Universe Extended Review of Andor, Episode 7, 8, and 9, I believe, at this point. Um, I guess I didn't look up the episode numbers, but I'm pretty sure we were three behind the eight ball here. Joining me on mic tonight for our Universe Extended Conversation is JJ, the Giants hater himself. How are you tonight, sir? <laughs> if by giants you mean the Imperials, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> Go ahead. I... Yeah, no worries. So um really, <laughs> really, really excited about Andor. Uh these last three episodes have just been building up that momentum. <laughs> Um, uh, coming with the aftermath of the heist, uh, Andor decides uh, he wants to uh, first off going back to his home planet to go see his um, his mom to try to get her out. Like I, I get the sentiment, um, it was really sweet for him to try to go over there, but at the same time, it's like you're you're on the run from the empire, you're being hunted, and obviously you're going to leave a trace, and you're going to get other people involved into this now. And, of course, that comes later on where we see uh, where they end up capturing Bix because of Andor's involvement over there. Um, it's uh, it, it was kind of sad to to see that transpire. Um, like, he, he's thinking very short-term of trying to get out and trying to escape and then just basically ignoring the, the, the general calls for it. And then while he's on vacation on a different planet, Happens to get arrested anyway, <laughs> and um, the moment where we see the um, the Imperial droid come in um, to to come in, I was like, "Oh my God, is that K two S O that's coming in to like come in and arrest them?" But I, I don't think that was K two S O. But the balls on Cassian. I mean, obviously he didn't want to give out his name so that he wouldn't be you know captured as as Cassian. Uh, but ends up taking the rap for somebody else's crime, and he gets what six years in jail. <laughs> oh man, that was rough. Yeah, <clears throat> that's definitely not to to K two so I think one of the big things for me, so I'm sorry, one of the big things for me uh, for that episode is it's weird that he got caught anyway. Like I don't know if it was meant to move the story forward to help trigger his desire, his hatred of the Empire. But it felt a little weird him getting caught that way. Like a little yeah. out of place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I it think felt, it felt a little forced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, <clears throat> again, this this show has well exceeded anything I'd hoped for <laughs> at this point personally. Um, you know, this this show really has gone above and beyond anything I'd ever thought was possible for it. <laughs> Um, and, 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 and yeah, I, I guess I could see for me when, when he gets arrested, it's kind of like, well, the empire is creating a machine to do what we learn about, you know, producing shit, right? Like they're using slave labor. That's what they're doing. And we learn, <clears throat> we always knew that about the empire. We always knew that was a thing that, you know, like happens all the time, but here we now see it in action. Right. And, and this is only the first time. We get to see it per se in this type of uh, a, a scenario, right? We're going to see yeah. it happen towards the end of the last episode where they all of a sudden realize, oh, shit, we're stuck here for life. And when we talk about, you know, like you, <clears throat> I, I feel like 
they're trying to help give us this let's redeem the empire's you know methods right like let's let's get these isp involved and yes is it wrong to steal things yes should you go kill somebody and get away with it no but then they just come back and they just screw it over and they just basically like the empire is using these weird cliche moralistic avenues to justify injustice which is really truly what pure authoritarian disgust comes from right and the sad thing is i don't know if you've watched the handmaiden's tale at all ever yes i have yes like some of these things when you see the handmaiden's tale you think holy crap this is not good right you know like we don't want to live in this authoritarian america and then you think about what happened and, and again i guess it's getting a little political here but you know like when you think about what happened with Trump and some of the way these people talk, you just sit here and see relevancy, right? And I'm not saying Trump's a Nazi or Trump's going to turn the, into the empire. I don't think he's that smart. And I don't think there's enough smart people to make an empire in this world right now. But the 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 equivalency to some of these crazy things that people want to do and say and like how they want to take away certain pieces of rights is just crazy to me, right? You know, like, oh, we're just going to make this decision and uh, move on. Um, So... <clears throat> to me, I think the commentary piece of it goes a little bit deeper just because we're seeing a, a more aggressive side of the empire we've not seen um, specifically before, right? Yeah, especially when it came to the whole interrogation scene uh, with uh, with the girl, um, them using that psychological torture of, like, <clears throat> um, you know, getting the recordings on the children that they were killing um and playing it for her um so that way she can basically break like that was horrible absolutely horrible like man like that that is probably the most brutal thing i've seen the empire do like in terms of like just breaking somebody like that's nuts yeah and i don't think we see that in some of the 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 movies really right we we, that's not we know that they're torturing them but we don't know how and that kind of brings it a little bit home you know <clears throat> I mean, some of the you got to think the way they talk about it is like effectively like they're murdering people to get information. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're doing at any cost. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Their 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 ends justify the means in their in their way, um, and it's just uh, it's just brutal as well. Like especially when you consider the type of environment that they had those labor uh, prisons, um, basically turning their work into a competition, um, so that way you're not the table that gets punished, um, and you're basically and and you could see Andor kind of get lost in that as well because he kind of loses his drive to like resist a little bit in order for him to cooperate and like try to, and it drives him to do better at creating those machines for the empire, just so he avoids getting that punishment that the lower, the less productive tables get. Um, like it's crazy. The mind games upon mind games that the empire has these people who are in prisons uh, going through. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And you gotta think about it. Like what, where do they get the time to come up with these things? Right? Like if you, it must be this, I have an empire machine and can print money and therefore, you know, here we go. Right. Um, I don't know. So, okay. We're going to move. We're going to kind of move a little bit into some of the newer episodes. This is black mirror like esque, right? Like not quite to that level, but pretty close. I don't know if you, have you ever seen black mirror? I have not. No. Okay. 
So Black Mirror has some very dark dystopian output tales. These, the way that they're torturing people feels like it, right? But the 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 way that the prison scenes are set up and the way that they're directed and filmed is very Black Mirror-ish. You know, you have one person doing the sign language, right? To communicate with the other deck. Yeah. <clears throat> but nobody knows about it and they don't make it a big thing. That's very Black Mirror-ish. The, the uh, we're going to electrocute the floors, that's Black Mirror-ish. Like, 100%. Like, the, don't tell me that we ever saw the Empire be that smart that they're going to electrify floors so that they don't have to put guards down there. That's crazy. Where's my ISB jingoist that doesn't hand out strain but just murders a ship? There you go. <laughs> Dead man switch jingoist. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Except for you don't explode. When you would take a damage or when you would die, you transfer your death to somebody else. Oh, God. Jeez, no. There, I've, I've no. just ruined. Where's Greg? I've ruined the empire for you. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. And in all this, though, like, um, and, and I like the, the storytelling piece of it, like, especially just focusing at Endor, is that after all this is happening and he's witnessing how the empire is basically just, um, they're they're dangling the carrot of freedom to these guys and they're telling them that you know once they their days are ended then they get to leave but nobody actually ever leaves the, the prison um and once he finds that out like he he's immediately into i need to break out i need to get out of here and uh it, it really brings it home on that last episode where um the the older guy um basically has a stroke on the floor and he, um, the, the doctor basically confirms what he thought all along that nobody gets out, you know, there because of the strict measurements from Cassian's um, uh, heist, it's it's gotten worse for everybody else. And now he's he knows that he has to get out of there because he's going to die no matter what. Yeah, which, which yeah, now, yeah, now, now, now he's on a clock. There's a clock now. And I, I, I guess I'll be honest. I think that's a weird that was again, that was weird that the Empire because I don't think the Empire didn't let people out. Right. Like it seemed before they would let people out of prisons, but maybe because this is such early into the need for labor, they didn't. Which kind of goes back to the why they arrested him to begin with is because they didn't care. It was just another body to, you know. Another body to throw into the machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, it's it's a little di to me. It's a little bit different in some of the aspects, right? But at the exact same time, them learning they aren't getting off. All of a sudden, now Cassian's got a new a new fervor, and I think this is this is the catalyst that we are we're gonna get, right? <clears throat> we're gonna get this catalyst because his supervisor was very resistant to him until subtly Cassian said, "You understand, you are never going home, right?" No, you can stop counting your days now, buddy, because you're done. You're going to be here for life. Yep. They don't care. Um, And like, I think that like, <clears throat> and, and, and this again, this is just my take. But when we talk about like the Nazis and the concentration camps, right? Like there is hope right inside of these concentration camps. If you've ever talked to anybody from the era or watched any of some of the documentaries, there's this hope there. But in reality, the Nazis just turn and spit you out. That's what this is. Just in a very highly technological 
arena is you have people that are looking at everyone as inhuman at this point as we have a goal to accomplish and we don't care how we get there. They're not the underpants gnomes. They don't know how they're going to not get there. They know for a fact how they're going to get there through murder, through all these other things. It's crazy. And this is like, to me, like, and again, like when we talk about dystopian, we talk about, you know, like we talk about these specific things and these ideas, this brings it home of how horrible the empire actually is. Like, all of us that want to fly Darth Vader in X-Wing, we should probably be a little ashamed of ourselves <laughs> because, because <laughs> we're flying a faction that is specifically aggressively horrible. These people are horrible people. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And um, it, it just, it really just drives home like the, the, the state of the galaxy now that the empire is in control, like what's really going on behind the scenes that leads to rebellion. Because before, you know, when you take a look at, you know, just the original trilogy, like the rebellion is just an idea, right? We're rebelling because we just don't want to be to the empire. And we just see it on a grander scale in terms of like the battles, right? We don't get to see that day-to-day suffering that every, like the, the individual suffers on behalf of the empire. You only just hear stories and or just illuminates that to a more uh, to much greater detail to see what the empire is really doing and why this is such a, a need for the rebellion to overthrow the empire um, because that desperation or what comes of it. Um, and then uh, when you look at the political side of what's going on inside uh, of Mon Mothma, I mean, just finding out that her sister was the one that was actually leading the attack for that heist. Um, that was a huge revelation there um, at that second episode there. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this? You know, do you, do you suspect that because of her involvement here, does this compromise Mon Mothma's family uh, going forward? Do you think that they'll actually survive before she ends up going into exile? So, so that wasn't her sister. That was her cousin. I thought she shared the last thing. I thought it was a sister. I, I could be wrong though. Either which way. Yeah. Either family which way. member. Family member. Family member. Yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> um, I do think their family will survive. Okay. Like I'm just gonna. I, I guess I'm gonna state it. I think that they will survive at least this season. I think if we go into season two and we continue down this this line. It's going to be a choice my Mothma has to make. Do I save my family or do I, I save the rebellion? I think that's where we're going to get into that correct. Maybe we'll see it this season. Um, in fairness, we know nothing about her family. What's her daughter's name? I forget. <laughs> I forget. All right. Um, so I would be interested to go through lore and see if her daughter's name shows up secretly somewhere. Um, okay. Because... I will tell you if they sacrifice her family and she has to make that decision for the rebellion, that's pretty dark. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's, that's not a Disney-esque, um, that's an it's HBO Max choice. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like we're moving past Disney's normal, which I'm, I'm okay with, right? Like I'm okay with the Disney being a little bit more adult sometimes. Um, yes. <clears throat> because like, these are the conversations like we, I have with my children, right? You know, like, and again, I, I try, I apologize. I try not to get super political here as much as I can. But, you know, like we've had like my daughters and I've had to have conversations when Hillary lost to Trump. We had to have a conversation about why a woman could not be president, cannot be president. We actually had to have this conversation, which <clears throat> growing up, I never thought I'd 
like you, those things just don't ring bells with you until like it becomes personal. And my daughter literally sat and asked that question, like innocently, didn't understand why. Why can men never? Why is always a man always elected? And it's it's a really fair question. And and so now we're gonna put a woman right, you know, like in the Star Wars universe, she if she has to choose between her family and freeing everybody from a tyranny that's horrible. That's that's a very adult choice and a very adult conversation people are going to have to have. I'm here for it personally. Like let, give me some Disney that want that, that wants to make you that wants to piss off some people. I'm okay with that. And not in the way of just saying, well, Han Zolo is this, or, you know, we got a new Chewbacca, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't need a Boba Fett pissing people off. I want, I want to piss people off because to me, and, and this maybe this is just me, but to me, Star Wars is very powerful because it's about revolution. It's about minorities rising up. It's about people saying we've had enough of 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 this. And it's a way for people to free themselves and fight back. And maybe George Lucas didn't see this as this big magna opus, but that's what it is now. If you read any of the books, if you look at any of these things, it is a magnum opus to how do we fight ongoing tyranny. And like that, it to me, that's just the the power of that is so crucial where we're at. And we can stand on mm-hmm. opposite political sides, right? And that's fine. Yeah. But we always have to fight tyranny. There always has to be a fight for this. And mm-hmm. if Disney actually wants to stand up and like throw their their foot in the ring or their hat in the ring, whatever the hell you want to call it, and and be very aggressive about this, I'm I'm here for it. You know. And all I can say is I better get a little bit more saw. That's what I better get. I better get me some more saw because saw yeah. clone wars was awesome. And I'm really here for this, for, for some, 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 give me some saw. Well, I'm going to see what saw does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, that, uh, the episode where, uh, he has that, uh, that conversation with Luthien, um, that was uh, a definitely a lot more livelier saw than what we saw in Rogue One. Um, just b- being able to uh, see that clash of ideas between the, uh, Luthien and Saw that was definitely one of the uh, the most interesting like conversations between the two of them, um, and seeing how how they react and you know Luthien just trying to get Saw to to join the rebellion, help them out and stuff like that, and and Saw is just not about like forming up or grouping up because he just doesn't trust anybody at all. He just wants to fight the Empire on his own and do whatever he wants. Uh, without being tied to the idealism that uh, that the current rebellion has, and uh, just just seeing that that conflict between the two, but they still respect each other, like that that was really interesting. As Deslin said, you're gonna get sawed. I agree. I I I to me, saw is the best part of this whole show. Like I love this show, but you what drew me in was bringing saw back. That that anti rebellion anarchist that doesn't care what tomorrow brings only cares what he can affect today to tear things apart. Like he has my heart. Like that's, that's like, like it was funny. Cause we had, we had this conversation, you know, and you were like, I think you're Lucian. And it's like, technically speaking, yes, because I like, like, that's me. I'm the socialite, you know, like I, I, you know, suck up. I kiss ass. I'm probably the guy that's going to get, you know, like sucked into these stupid corporate things but I'm still a rebel at heart, you know? 
Um, and Saw's just the I never cared for any of this. I've always been here. Like, like I never like ever since Clone Wars, Saw has just gone out. Um, and and, and, and we we aren't gonna talk about Tales of the Jedi tonight. I apologize. I really want to go into that too. I don't have enough time um with work tomorrow. But um I wish they would do some Tales of the Jedi, but do this for focusing around andor things like where was lucian before this like can we get just a small 15 minute episode can we get a transition be for for saw between rebels and today right like give me that that's yeah. amazing because there's and again you could almost it, you, we we should we should get out of this this middle empire-ish you know life that we live but Saul could have his own side arc story just like, or, or do what they do with Marvel and give it like a six or seven, you know, episode pilot. I, I don't know. Like I, I find saw that, that interesting. Um, and I feel Saul was very pivotal. Um, if you watch rebels and you watch some of these other things, like you, like the way we have saw and how saw interact saw is very pivotal, pivotal to the story. Right. He really is. Um, yeah. and I think he's an underutilized character. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we constantly hear, uh, throughout the different parts of the canons, particularly in rebels on how his methods are extreme, uh, for what he was doing against the empire. Like I, I definitely want to see that side of the story. Like, you know, when you go to that extreme, um, uh, because he, in his mind, you know, the, the threat is that imminent that he has to go to that extreme to do it and kind of see his story from his point of view on what he was doing uh, during the time of the rebellion and, um, and, and just see his story, that transition from the cold war is seeing his, the betrayal, which we do see a little bit of that in, uh, in bad batch um, and just see how he progressed from there, you know, um, to, to see how he recruits uh, the two tubes brothers and everything. It would be great. Yeah. I'm here for it. So the last piece we haven't really talked about, and then we're going to wrap up for the night is, the weird i don't know what that guy's name is but that cyril. weird cyril like the dorky guy <laughs> and his weird affection uh to the yes. isb lady which i don't know her name either yeah i forgot her name but oh my gosh yeah That's, that, that was dude. a weird scene though right like <laughs> yes, i'm not crazy in that <laughs> yeah uh especially you know first off the first initial interview where they go in here they're like we brought you in for questioning it's like no i'm volunteering to be in here <laughs> like i'm like uh dude I, I think you're getting this whole dynamic mixed up and i think because she actually believed him and and actually like thought of me as his information is credible i think that's what drew that spark to to like his interest in this girl um, especially when you consider, you know, his relationship with his mother, where she just basically goes through all the things in, in his house and she just constantly berates him at his home. Like, my gosh, that woman, um, that whole interaction where he goes and basically stalks her waiting for her outside of her job and just like, like basically hitting on her. Um, that was, that was definitely really, really weird, but I think that's par for course for his character because of the way that he's, is obsessing over this incident that has marked his life. Um, I, I definitely want to see, I, it's like, it's so uncomfortable that you just want to see how much of a train wreck he really is going to be at the end. So I, I like, I'm interested like how they're going to like incorporate him further into this, um, into the storyline so far. 
All right. So bold predictions. Let's let's give a couple bold predictions here. So my first bold prediction is Luthen dies. Um, because he doesn't show up in Rogue One. True. And he obviously doesn't show up in New Hope. So I don't remember Moth- him in Rebels either. Mothma's uh, husband uh, mistakes her relationship with her friend who's handling the finances as her cheating and reports her to the Empire, causing her to flee. That's my All right. prediction. I, I, I like that one. I think that's true, too. Um, and the best would be is that they execute him and she doesn't save him. Yeah. Don't kill the daughter. Leave the daughter out of this. Uh, that would that will bother me a little bit, but I mean it'll be realistic. But that would bo- that would definitely be a Handmaiden's Tale twist if they murder the daughter too. But um, yeah. The, so my real big bold prediction is Luthen's gonna die in some way, shape, or form for 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 the Republic, like or for the rebels. I guess they're rebels now. So and, side note, side note on that. Do you think that he is more or less? soft or dedicated i would say compared to his assistant um because when they were receiving communication from uh from bixby um he wanted to respond and she just basically like just cut off the communications do you think that her she will contribute to his death yes but not not because he's soft or she's hard but because she feels his death will be a greater reward to the rebellion by not outing the rest of the rebels. She will offer him up and escape. Or maybe she dies too. She could die too. I would be okay on either side, but I think she offers him up as the only solution to solve the problem with his loose lips and his wandering, his wandering desire to make a rebellion. (laughs) You know, the one thing we haven't seen on the show yet is a star is a space battle. And we've seen in the trailers Luthien ship engaged in the in a battle where he basically like vertical slices two TIE fighters um, as he's like passing through them. Yep. So I wonder a, if that's part of him trying to escape Coruscant like that. That would be amazing if that that sequence happens. Yep. Yep. Because she outs him. He goes there. She stays as a, a plant for the rebels and basically explains it away saying, Hey, we had to sacrifice somebody. Why not? It'd be this guy. And in fairness, he has been careless. Like they're establishing his carelessness. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, like they're yeah. very much so is that, and he doesn't care. And he now has a code name. It's not going to be long before they figure it out. Like he's not, he's not important enough that they aren't going to murder him. Yeah. If they can. And- I can't wait to see um, like an X-Wing related to see like a rebel decimator pilot come up for him. <laughs> no, don't get rebel decimator. <laughs> God damn it. You're killing me with this. Coming shit. out next Christmas. <laughs> and they'll, they'll get that, uh, that transport that Cassian used to escape with the heist as the new ship that comes out. For me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's probably fair. There, there is going to be something. I don't know. We know he's going to escape somehow. Because he's not dead, <clears throat> so yeah, um, exactly. Whew. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for our Andor discussion. Um, obviously, this is probably one of my favorite times because we get to talk Star Wars lore. I love it. 
I love that where you live in this times, like somebody was telling me he, they think there's too much star Wars content coming out right now. And I said, Mm-mm, there, I, there's no it's overload for me. Nothing for me. Like I'm reading all the books, you know, like I don't even, I actually have one hour left in, um, what was I reading? Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head. It was uh shadow of the Sith for where Ray's parents die. Like I'm right. I have one hour left of that book and then I'm done. I have to find a new star Wars book after this. That's that, that's a new one. So if, if you want to post anything that's not super popular, but is still within Canon. Um, if I haven't read it, that'll be my next book. So I get it. I buy the audible credit every month. So um, have you done the aftermath books? Yes. Oh yes. All right. Uh, and you've done all of Alphabet Squadron and High Republic. Uh, yes, I have one High Republic left. Uh, there is one of the side books I haven't finished yet. Okay. But because they, they had two series going out at the same time, so one okay. of the series I finished. The second one, I'm two out of the three into. So that's well, that's there you go. That's probably the next one I'll read because um, okay. I have that one. I had stopped reading them because I was trying to read more uh, fo- stuff focused that's currently being shown on Disney. Because it makes me feel like it makes me feel more attached, right? Like this one about Ray's parents, like this is really good. Like there's a whole depth to Lando we've never had. Like you, you don't get if you have not read Revenge of the Sith. This, like, this is actually a really good book. And like it goes, like there, there are some revelations into Luke. Um, we can see why. Um, I hate the Jedi training, but at the exact same time, where. Luke has now been failed by not getting the training he would have gotten if we had, you know, the Jedi council and all of that yeah. ahead of time. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I've read alphabet. I've, I've read all of the, the bigger ones. So now it's just kind of fine. I didn't know this revenge of the, uh, the Seth peace thing uh, existed. Right. You know, until just recently, my son pointed out my son. Usually it's my son. He'll be like, Hey, if you read this book, if you haven't read this one, you should read this one yet. Dad. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I um I got High Republic. I haven't uh, started yet because I'm actually on my second book for Thrawn on the uh, the prequel uh, series. Uh, the first one was excellent. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I'm actually just starting the second book in that one. Uh, but once I finish that, um, I'm kind of debating between High Republic and Alphabet Squadron. Um, but I'll 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 get to that once I finish Thrawn. So yeah, you, you got to finish all of Thrawn. Like I like yeah. you are team Endgame, baby. You they're like I know that's what I'm pushing it, league. Man. Like you you have like I've read more Thrawn <laughs> than you, and you didn't even draft me. I know more Thrawn than you don't. Damn it! <laughs> I love Thrawn. Thrawn's my favorite character. So I don't know. Lu- yeah. Lu- Luthen's becoming uh, a close second though. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, for our normal podcast. Uh, we'll be back at 11 o'clock Eastern for our after show uh, that we do the universe extended review of Andor because I believe we're getting, cause we're getting down to the wire here. We will yeah. definitely have another Andor, Andor segment to review. And um, depending Tales on if it's an hour episode, we will also be reviewing um, Tales of the Jedi, which if you have not watched, please watch it before we review it. It is amazing. I, I don't care what anybody says. I think every episode was totes my goats and out there. So, yep. I never knew I needed a baby Ahsoka plush in my life, man. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like if I buy that for my daughter and they get really into it, then I'll be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's really into it. She definitely wants it. So, yeah. 
Well, there you go. See, you have better kids than I do. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week on Planning Face Syndicate. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night.